Welcome to the LA Realtor Podcast. I'm Paul with Great Builds. And I'm Sarah with Glen Oaks Escrow. And we're getting to know the industry one conversation at a time. Hey, everybody. We got a good show for you today. Uh, today, we have Heidi Marshall with First American Home Buyers Protection. Fun fact, Heidi and I have known each other for over a decade, I believe. And um, I hated her when I met her. Mm. And now she's one of my best friends. Ouch. Rare. Welcome to the show, Heidi. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I mean, we kind of got rid of the we don't like each other part at the beginning. So now it's all, you know, it's all smooth. Roses and candies for how, us. How long did you dislike her before you started liking her? Mm. Yeah. It was probably a couple years. I knew her like through my sister. She was oh, friends oof. with my sister. A couple years. And, well, but we didn't hang out often. And then okay. when we would, I was just like, I don't like her. She's like mm. so low drama. Like, what is she even bringing to the table here? You know? Yeah. I was in a different place in my life. Caddy. Caddy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we got some. Um... She was. <laughs> yeah. She was a little bit. A little... Me? Oh, yeah. A little what? A little what? What's the adjective there? <laughs> we always seem to uh, end up with each other. Yeah. So we... we really bonded in San Diego, I think. Is we what got it was. left on a bachelorette trip. Left. We got left at the bar yeah. and our Ooh. friends all went down to a pizza place and didn't tell us. And so we <laughs> waited for like half an hour and then we started walking around and we found them just mowing down pizza um, a while later. And they were like, we sent a, a taxi. What were, no, the pedicab, the pedicab. I sent a pedicab for you. You sent a pedicab for me? How is this pedicab driver supposed to find us? Is this pre-Uber? Yeah, it was yeah. like, it's San Diego. So they have those little pedicabs where you just sit in the back and the guy bicycles uh, you around. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So we bonded. We weren't thrilled when we saw them all eating pizza. Yeah. And so. ever since then, it's been us yeah. against the world. <laughs> yeah. Sarah, these are terrific <laughs> stories. Do you want to tell everybody who Heidi is and what she does? I did, but I'll do it again. Oh, okay. So Heidi Marshall is with First American Home Buyers Protection. We call them home <laughs> warranties in the industry. And um, she can tell you a little more about that, Heidi. Why don't you tell us all about it? How'd you get in home warranty? Oh, yes. Yeah. So uh, funny story. I was a TC. I was a transaction coordinator and a realtor for about, I don't know, six or seven years before. And I got into the NHD, the natural hazards division first. After Miss Sarah here left, I kind of just followed her and her sister, Rachel, with the first American chain. So Sarah left and I started working in the NHD realm and they came to me and said, do you want to be a dual rep at the time? I said, of course, my kiddo's starting college and I need the extra money. So that's great. So uh, that's pretty much how I got into it. I just kind of fell into it a little bit and I've been here ever since. Did you say you're Kiddo, kiddo. uh, Now I'm down in the Orange County area, though. I was the rep up in San Fernando Valley. You have a kid in college? Is that what you said? Did I miss it? Yeah, I have one. I have one son who's uh, 24. Just moved out, graduated, and he graduated college during 2020. So he's, uh, yeah, he's living on his own, working full time, and doing his own thing. I know, strange. We started early. (laughs) Yeah, you you don't look. So now I'm down here in beautiful Orange County. Yes. It is beautiful. So, so, (laughs) so let me ask you about home warranty. I mean, there's a lot of misinformation about home warranty. There is. Well, does every transaction need home warranty? It's, uh, 
it's not a mandatory requirement to have a home warranty, but some offices do tell them that they should have it. Most of the time, it's it helps, obviously, with having a home warranty. It helps the sellers kind of down the line in case anything goes wrong later on. The home warranty kind of comes into play after the close of escrow. So obviously, if there's any issues beforehand, before closing, that's not something the home warranty would cover. Kind of like any insurance, right? Nobody really covers anything pre-existing, but say a water heater goes out or a garbage disposal goes out a month or two into owning the home, they call up, place the claim, they could come on out there. They also have the seller's coverage, which is nice. So during the listing portion, when the agent takes the listing, it covers from the listing to the close of escrow. And then the buyer's policy comes on right after that. So I've had a couple of items go out on a listing where, Mm. you know, halfway through the escrow, there's a leak in the slab or something and or in the bathroom. And they're kind of happy to have that coverage on there at that point. I was just talking to an agent yesterday who said, they are in escrow and the air conditioning just went out. Mm. And so, of course, the buyers are going to want new air conditioning. So that's going to be a whole thing. But if they would have seller's coverage, that yeah. would have been a good time for that. So who usually chooses chooses that, chooses the plan, pays for it? How does that usually work? Well, normally the seller would pay for it unless it's specified back in the counter. There are agents that I have that are on the listing side that will always kind of counter counter everybody in, just kind of like they counter in escrow and title and they just kind of say all services. Normally on the purchase agreement, the buyer is going to ask for a company, whether they put the company that they like to use or seller or buyer's choice. But I would never just leave it blank on there. I would usually put which company you'd like to use. And if the seller comes back and counters, you know, than they do. Hopefully they're countering with First American on that. But as far as the coverage goes, it really depends on what kind of house they have. If they have a townhouse or a 5,000 square foot home, they can kind of vary on that. Right. Because it's highly customizable depending on if you have a saltwater mm-hmm. pool, if you're over 5,000 square feet. Yeah. So luckily with us, we don't, with the pool coverage, it includes the saltwater. Oh. So they don't have to add in that they want the salt water versus just a regular chlorinated pool. We made it just super simple for them. But if they have more than one refrigerator, maybe they've got a wine fridge or one in the garage, they can add in the additional refrigerator on top of the main refrigerator they have in the house. So, I mean, it just kind of depends if they have air conditioning. Down here in Orange County, a lot of people don't have air conditioning. And same with Santa Monica kind of area, those coastal areas. Uh, up in the valley, of course, we need air conditioning because it's 10,000 degrees up here. <laughs> so, but it is very customizable. I'll usually tell the agents, you know, if you have a question about the coverage, just reach out to me. If it's a house that's over 5,000 square feet, the home warranty companies will cover 5,000 to 10,000 square feet. But the pricing is a little bit different at that point, just because you have more features, right? You might have multiple air conditioners or multiple water heaters. If you have a five, about a seven or 8,000 square foot house, you're going to have multiple items there. So the coverage is going to be a little bit more expensive. With new construction, you have your new construction policies where it comes in 
after the first year of the builder covering mm -hmm. it, and it covers the first, the second, second, third, and fourth year of the policy. So lots of different I've options. I've always wondered, maybe you can clarify this for me, the home buyer's protection that you sell, the home warranty versus a, a homeowner's like homeowner's insurance policy. Did, did they mm -hmm. ever overlap or is it all the coverage always totally separate, totally different? It's very separate. Okay. Yeah. Cause the, uh, we cover the major systems and appliances of a home. Okay. So plumbing, electrical, water heaters, those kind of things. Whereas the home insurance is going to cover more of your secondary stuff. So if you have a leak, they come in and they cover the damages, like all the secondary stuff that could happen. Fire. It covers, so that's the way I kind covers of. fire, right? Fire, yeah. Water. Fires, earthquakes. Okay, if you have the earthquake mm -hmm. insurance, all of that. Okay. So home warranty mainly just covers your major systems and appliances that go out. What's the you. most common one? Like that's what, what I was going to ask. What breaks all the time? would you say? Oh, well, plumbing is probably one of our biggest, our biggest claims because we're constantly using showers, bathrooms, sinks, um, water heaters. So that's going to be our plumbing claims are usually what we see the most of. After that, I would probably say your appliances, mm -hmm. refrigerators, and then, of course, air conditioners yeah. after that. But plumbing, definitely. You see a lot of backups in the house. Do you know when air conditioners go out? I don't. On the hottest day of the year, yeah. that's when. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Yep. Anyways. They do. They tend to do that. So I usually will suggest to everybody to make sure they get their ACs serviced. We don't do servicing on it, like a full maintenance. But if you have them come out, at least once a year. I mean, I used to have clients that were really solid about doing it twice a year, but I usually say after the hot season ends, which when is that really? But September, October time, getting your air conditioner and your furnace serviced, not only will it kind of keep your AC and furnace going longer, but if they notice anything that's wrong with it, they can at least tell you, hey, you have a leak in your evap coil. You might want to call the home warranty company at that point versus not having your AC or furnace serviced for multiple years and then having it go out, of course, on the hottest day. Kind of preempt it by yeah. getting that servicing done. And then if they notice anything wrong, then you can give us a call. If not, you just have a really clean air conditioner. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, and the filters. You've got to make sure you change those filters out because not everybody does it. So yeah, every six months at least. Is there a thing with like stoves around Thanksgiving? Am I remembering that correctly? I feel like my sister always uh -huh. used to get so yeah. many phone calls before Thanksgiving, like, oh my God, my stove is out, fix Funny. it. Yeah, actually your sister called me on her rental stove or her rental oven during the holiday times. So <laughs> she was guilty of that as well. But yeah, uh, well, yeah, check your you, know, you might in October, not be using guys. your... <laughs> Yeah, check your stoves, your ovens, all that fun stuff. Make sure it's heating up because you want those those pies cooking correctly. <laughs> but yeah, so during the holiday times, you'll see a lot more in the appliance claims because that's when people are starting to use their appliances a bit more. And then obviously in the colder seasons, you'll see furnaces. But that kind of comes a little bit later. So yeah. And of course, when we get our first rain of the season... Mm. You'll get roof claims, but if they don't have roof, it's limited leak roof coverage. 
So I don't want to stress that it's very limited on the leak coverage. What does that mean? What does limited mean? So basically it covers patchwork Mm. in the living occupied space. And there's a certain amount that we cover on it. But not everybody gets it because they feel like we're in California. It doesn't really rain out here. Our roofs are pretty, pretty stable. So I usually will offer it to them. And if they take it, they do. If they don't, then. You ever had a roof leak? Actually in my apartment now, but what are you going to do about that? So so (laughs) here's the crazy thing that I find is you have a roof leak. You can't call a roofer because it's raining. There's literally nothing Uh they can do. So you're like, it's raining. It's flooding in my house. No one will go on my roof to patch it when it's raining, understandably, but no one wants to go up there to even put a tarp up there. You are fl- you're uh-huh. like, it's raining and it's raining inside your house and there's nothing you can do about it. It's the weirdest thing. Can you go put a tarp up there? Well, uh, who, do you, who do you think I am? It's a two-story <laughs> house. Do, do you want me to kill I don't know. myself? Well, I, th- I thought you were with someone with a ladder, but now and I'm feeling like maybe I have not. a ladder. You know what? I don't have a freaking tarp. <laughs> can you bring... <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Anyways. And a tall enough ladder to get up there too, because not, you know, not every ladder will get you up to the top. Well, that's when buckets come in handy. A lot of buckets. Yeah. A lot of. I hope you at least have a bucket. A lot of buckets. I have a bucket. Yeah. One bucket, but it fills up quickly. (laughs) So I I gotta be, what do they call that when you clear a boat of water? What is that? I don't know that there's a name for that. There's a name for that. You just gotta be on your your game. Okay. No, no idea. Maybe get a second bucket. You just switch it out and then. Yeah. Instead of like hauling water. Well, out. when you bring me my the tarp you're gonna bring me, can you <laughs> go ahead and bring me a second bucket? God, it's the least you can do. Bail. You bail out a boat. Bail. Oh. Oh, you bail it right? out with your bucket. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Bail the boat out with a bucket. <laughs> Say that five times. Fast. Alliteration. <laughs> Have you ever, Heidi, seen a buyer or a owner that has a policy? that thinks like their entire house is covered and they get like, I don't know, a crack in the drywall or their toaster oven breaks uh-huh. and they're like, oh, hey, hey, hey you got to cover this because does that ever happen? It does. And that's just because they haven't necessarily read the contract or spoken to their rep. Home warranties cover a lot of things, but we don't obviously don't cover everything. So there's a lot of conversations about that. Uh, cracks in the pool. Mm. We cover the filters, the pumps, motors, and heaters, and above ground electrical and plumbing, but nothing below ground. So sometimes I'll get the call because the homeowner just doesn't know. They think it's just a pool claim. And they're like, gosh, we're losing a lot of water. And I think there's a crack back down below. And I'm like, I'm sorry. That's not something that we right. cover. But I have had the kegerators where they've asked me if the kegerator is covered. <laughs> and it's not, I assume. Yeah. Right? Is it not? No. <laughs> okay. um, I mean, that was my first time ever hearing that, you know, asking for it. So I'm like, I'm like, you know what? Let me ask really quick about that. Let me just. It's a fridge. It's, oh, is on. it a type of fridge? It is, I guess. Not well, exactly, huh? Not exactly. Mm. No. And it's not an ice maker. Mm. So mm. Just, it's a kegerator. <laughs> Is, was was that same person's uh, cappuccino machine covered? The built-in espresso Yeah, maker? I've had that question really? too. Yeah. A built-in? Uh, a, a built-in. built-in. Yeah. Don't, don't, you, don't you have We've one? Ha- you don't have I a, have built-ins. You don't have a built-in espresso machine? No, in your home? I don't. No. Do you? It's weird. Oh. It's weird. Don't, I thought everybody. Yeah. <laughs> There's a couple of clients, Sarah, that you will know that do have a built-in, like super schmancy, fancy kind of coffee cappuccino espresso maker that's built in and they look really nice too okay but they're not covered but 
Okay. No, not good. If no, you not a lot of my you can afford to buy a new one if you have a built-in, <laughs> right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Or just get a one that sits on your counter. Yep. So, but yeah, we do get those questions, and it's just all about knowing what your coverage is and taking the time to actually read your contract and just you know, if you have questions, reaching out to your rep about those questions that you might have or reaching out to the company just to verify. Because there are some things where you're like, is it, isn't it? And as a homeowner, you just might not know. So reaching out is usually one of the best ways to just kind of solidify that answer. What would you tell maybe newer agents about picking company, picking a plan? They're, as the buyer's agent, right? They're going to write that into the Mm -hmm. offer. Is that right? Mm -hmm. So. What should yeah. they know about what they should write into the offer in terms of home warranty? Well, they want to make sure that they're putting in enough funds for it. You, what you don't want to have happen is you only put in a super small amount where it's only going to cover just the basic, especially if they have an air conditioner or pool, right? Because then the buyer might have to come out of pocket for that. So as a newer agent, you want to make sure that you're either reaching out to your rep or you're grabbing that brochure and looking and seeing what the pricing is on that and putting in, you don't have to put in an exact amount, but something that's going to be enough that you can get all of the options that your client wants to have and making sure that you're, you know, checking the boxes over there and saying who's going to pay for it. And if, and with inflation nowadays is like a home warranty, maybe what, $20,000 or what's, what's it cost these days? (laughs) Yes. I mean, for say just the the value plus, which is going to be your basic first class upgrade in air conditioning. Right now, it's about four ninety. So I mean, it's still really affordable, especially for what you're getting with your coverage. So for that in the contract, you'd want to write um, up to five hundred or something, right? Up to yeah. five hundred, yeah. And the way that the new contracts are, we used to have the little check boxes on the RPA where you could check off AC or pool. Now they don't have that. So on the left-hand side where it says remarks is where I usually will tell the agents to kind of fill in what they like in that coverage. Because if I'm not ordering it, I usually tell them, hey, once you get into escrow, let me know and I'll help you place it. But if they're going to have their TC or escrow place it, escrow doesn't know if there's a pool on there a lot of times or if they have an additional refrigerator. So if they're just putting an amount in there, and nothing else in that description box, they might not get the coverage that they want. So reaching out to your rep is the best way to do it because then at least we can ask you, hey, did we need this or did you need that? If not, just write it in that remarks box and that way there's no ifs and buts about it. So you, just going back a little bit, you were a real estate agent before you were a rep. What was that like? Did you like it? Was it hard? What was it like? I did like it. It was an interesting time when I got in because I got in as I got in in 2006. So right when all the REOs were coming up and the short sales were coming up. So it was a really interesting time. I did a lot more open houses because back then you didn't have the internet as much, right? People weren't going on the internet and looking at the houses. So they were coming in, you get walk-ins and do floor time. So, but I did a lot of open houses a lot. And I got my buyers that way back in the day. And then for some reason, people started asking me to help them with their their files. 
And so I started doing transaction coordination work for some of my agents in the office. And when Sarah's sister left the office she was a TC at, they asked me if I wanted to come in and TC at that office. So I'm telling you, like I literally <laughs> just kind of like followed around. I We've guess. all been pulling but... each other through the industry together. Huh. Exactly. I'm leaving my position. Do you want it? Okay, cool. You can come take it. Yeah, <laughs> you come and take it. It's totally fine. And I loved doing the TC work. I mean, that was great. I liked the organization of it. And I was just kind of, I was my own boss, which was really nice. And then everything kind of happens for a reason. And when they, when First American and I kind of decided that NHD was a good move, then it was great. But it wasn't Real estate was not even on my radar of coming in. I mean, I was in the acting industry for 25 years before Really? That. What were so, you, what'd you do? Yeah, I did. Uh, <laughs> I was a commercial kid. I did a, I did a lot of commercials in the 80s, about 150 Whoa. of them. So that was like my main bread and butter. But I, uh, I played Madonna when she was younger in a Pepsi commercial that got banned in the U.S. <laughs> so... It, that it was, was fun. I mean, the 80s for too you, racy, right? Too racy? Too racy for... No, her song Like a Prayer was in the commercial. Mm. And at that time, that video Like a Prayer had some things in it that people weren't necessarily ready like, for. Wh- and the... so for whatever reason, the commercial literally had nothing to do with the video, but just the song. Hmm. Yeah. So Did you happens. know this about Heidi, that um, she was a famous yes. child actor, actress? Yes. Mm-hmm. You did. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's one of my best friends. Yeah, she did. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We, do, we do talk about stuff other than real estate stuff. <laughs> what? Once Heidi, while, tell though. me about your childhood. So, I've never heard uh, any of this. <laughs> tell me more. So, yeah. Did you have to do any like commercials like you didn't want to do? Like I think of like, did you have to do anything <laughs> that you really didn't want to do? No. If the I act didn't. constipated. Um, you did a lot of like Barbie and Mattel no, commercials, right? Like that I kind did. of stuff. Oh. I did a lot of, I did a lot of Barbie stuff. Yeah. A lot of Barbie, SeaWorld. Looking back now with SeaWorld, I'm like, oh God, how did I even sea do that? World. But yeah. Um, SeaWorld. Is that when they no were longer on? ethically um, aligned. Not a lot of food commercials <laughs> that though. Was, no, not, not so many food commercials? Mm, no. That would have been hard for me now. <laughs> no. And, you know, I, I just, I guess their, their thought was I didn't look like I like to eat. So <laughs> I didn't get a whole lot of food commercials. Yeah. But uh, I did do an Oreo cookie commercial. I was seven and I still do not eat Oreos. Because you had to eat that. them? It you had just, to eat too many? I did. <laughs> I ate wow. too many. And yeah, Funny. I did. I ate too many and I lost a tooth during it. So then instead of me biting into it, they had to switch the whole thing over to me eating the cream out of it and you're sick of Oreos. It was just a lot. Did, <laughs> it was a did lot. Your, yeah. Were your parents but, like industry people that they took you to these auditions? Like how did, like you wouldn't have asked for that, right? Like your parents took you, right? Yeah. So my mom was actually not into this at all. My grandmother was in the industry and she was a model back in the day and then owned a modeling, she owned a modeling acting school, a modeling agency and acting school for like 40 years, but had no representation with me. But it was actually her mom who worked for Mattel that said, oh, you know, Heidi should do a commercial, a Barbie commercial. And uh, my grandmother's like, oh, I don't know. I was a ham already. I mean, I would go on cruise ships and just start like (laughs) (laughs) dancing and singing. So, I mean, I was already ham, so that wasn't it. But 
I started off. Yeah, I got my first agent based off of a beauty pageant. Whoa. So I was on the beauty pageant circuit oh, starting when I was three. I didn't know wow. you were a pageant And I pageant was Little girl. Miss America. Yeah, wow. I was, except I didn't have all the makeup and fluff and stuff. So, but yeah, I was Little Miss America, Little Miss California a few times. Did you grow up here? Where, where'd you grow up? Born and raised at uh, Redondo. Okay. Yeah. So... I don't know. It's like I've had two separate lives, you know, with two separate <laughs> I'm going to have careers. to look you up. I mean, is that, are those on Google? Like Little Miss America, 1990? Yeah. 80s. 80s. Okay. Yeah. No, I have all the videos wow. though. Yeah. Yeah. I had a leopard print, you know, bathing suit, like a one shoulder kind of like frilly bathing suit that I just thought was just so cool. <laughs> it um, is cool. Back in those days with commercials and things like that, they weren't as into missing teeth. And you see a lot of commercials now where the kids like have a missing tooth or gaps. So we had flippers and they put those flippers in. And I had a dentist on call. What? Dr. Smith. What's a flipper? I don't, was my I don't dentist. know what a flipper and is. What's a flipper? Flippers are basically a retainer with the teeth that just pop right Whoa. in. So you have like a perfect so smile like all a denture, the time. Like a denture, but not. Yeah. Like yeah. a kid, kid dentures. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Is kid dentures and yeah, I filmed a pancake commercial. It was a Mrs. Butterworth with Dick Buckus back way back in the day, and uh, it was an Anjumima syrup commercial. And you don't eat at a certain point; you just can't eat the pancakes, so you have a spit bucket. <laughs> and the flippers kept the flippers kept going out. So they had a guy going in there grabbing. Oh no! And my dentist had to actually come on set. With extra, my extra flippers for me. Yeah, it was bad. Do you hate pancakes now too? And Aunt Jemima is like... No, I love pancakes. I love pancakes. (laughs) Because she spit them out. Spit them out. Yeah. That's the key. Freaking Oreos. Yeah, my grandmother's like, she can't have all that sugar. I'm sorry. (laughs) She has a leopard bikini to get into in two days. (laughs) She won't fit into it. (laughs) I do. I have a leopard bikini that I just can't. And my jelly shoes. So, oh, the jelly so shoes 80s. were the best. Oh. Funny. They were. They were. Awesome. So, what a great story. Yeah, so that's just What me. a great background. Well, thank you for Thanks. sharing that with us and sharing with us everything yeah. we always want to know about home warranty and more. Of course. Wow. Well, thanks for having me. It was fun chatting with you two. Yeah. A pleasure as always. We will put your info in the show notes. So if anybody has, cool. she's your OC rep now or one of them down there. Yeah. And um, well, tell us briefly how yes. to get a hold of you if people need to reach you. Yeah. If you need to reach me, you can email me at hmarshall at firstam.com. First American. And I'm on Facebook and Instagram. All right. We'll find you. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Heidi. Sweet. Well, thanks, guys. See ya. Bye. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. I'm Paul with Great Builds. And I'm Sarah with Glen Oaks Escrow. And if you like what you heard, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. If you'd like to get in touch, please email us at larealtorpod at gmail.com. We'll see you next time. We'll see you next time.